Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It took a year to get both sides together, and then after one day of talks, uh, things went off the rail between the Trudeau government and the premiers who were all meeting in British Columbia over the last couple of days. Province has been begging the federal government for money, you know, to boost funding to health care for a long, long time. So they want it moved uh, from 22% to 35%, even though the government is supposed to be responsible for half of the funding. You know, now the provinces are like, look, just give us 35% something. And they thought they were going to get that commitment, which would have added another $40 billion to address some immediate needs now. But House Minister Jean-Yves Declos actually walked away from the meetings because the Premier sent a statement out asking to be with the Prime Minister personally because they feel what's on offer is nothing more than a bunch of small sound bites. That's what they were saying from the Prime Minister. And one of the conditions of the deal is that the provinces would commit to a set of these health benchmarks and data sharing. You know, the kinds of things that you would have thought were in place like, what, 20 years ago? Nonetheless, they don't want strings attached to any deal. And meanwhile, you've got hospitals across this country, certainly here in the city of Toronto, across Ontario, buckling under the strain of flu season and all the other issues that they have been dealing with for years. And so what does it mean when you can't get a deal that you thought was kind of done. Dr. Alika Lafontaine is president of the Canadian Medical Association and joins us now. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. What's your reaction to the talks falling off? What, is that, what does that tell um, hospitals and, and, and healthcare across this country? You know, I, I think it definitely is disappointing. You know, we're inherently optimistic within healthcare that things will get better. I mean, that's why we show up for work. We, we think we're going to make a difference in a patient's life on the day that we're there. Mm-hmm. I think increasingly we're, we're reaching a point where we may start to become hopeless. And that's another phase and another deterioration of the healthcare system. $40 billion. I mean, we spend a fortune. That, that's just an up. That's just more money. So we've already spent, we spend billions on, on healthcare every single year. So what would this injection, this immediate injection help do now? Because I think a lot of people look at it and say, well, what, what's throwing more money going to do immediately? You know, this, is, this is the odd part of the conversations now. We seem to all agree on the common solutions, right. you know, the, those priorities that we need to focus on. It's just we're waiting for people to move forward with the actual action. And I, I think that that's the most disappointing part of all this. You know, when I rush to the side of a patient for resuscitation, I don't wait for the entire team to get started. I, I get started with what I can do right now. And what can we do right now? We can start to implement things that, you know, we, we had a glimpse might be coming, you know, National Health Human Resources Plans, you know, making sure that we share data. We have movements in licensure. We have movements in the way that we fund and structure team-based care. You know, we need to lean in and actually make changes in all these areas. You know, we've been hitting the wall for a while on healthcare. I'd say for the last couple of decades, we've been um, we've been really lucky uh, to be able to carry off and pull off what we have been able to do. It's if not for the frontline staff and what people do every day in our hospitals, I think we would have hit it a long time ago. Having said that, the pandemic showed us that. Uh, you know, we can't keep doing this. And so here we are with burned out staff, um, hospitals that are going to code zero, emergencies that are shutting. We have been hitting this wall for a while. What does, when do we actually hit the wall and then that's it? Like before these decision makers, like 
you know, as they fight over all this stuff and bicker over the rules and all the rest of it, when do we start to see like an actual collapse? You know, this is the interesting part about workarounds. You know, we we often say, you know, we we find ways to make care work. But what we're really saying is that we work harder, we work longer, we make more sacrifices. You know, as providers, you know, it's been common for me to be asked to work in ways that I, I'm completely exhausted sometimes right. and at times have felt unsafe. I, I think that's true for our nursing colleagues across the country as well. For patients, they're being asked increasingly to take on more responsibility for their health. You know, and the healthcare system actually does less for them and that burden has to be carried by someone. And so what does collapse look like? It's when all of us can't take it anymore. You know, when providers have to walk away in order to maintain their own health, wellness, and, you know, the, the parts of their life that that still bring them joy. And it's the same for patients, you know. And increasingly, we're going to turn to other places to try and get what we need. But the, the real challenge is, is, you know, in Canada, we, we need the healthcare system to change for us to improve these things. Yeah, 100%. Or to your point, people are just going to start going across the border. And if you have to get an MRI or a what, they're going to do it. And shouldn't have to because we pay into this system that is supposed to be, you know, a guaranteed uh, healthcare system. But when you hear the provinces, you know, they don't want strings attached on the deal. I mean, some of the conditions of this is to have these uh, benchmarks and data sharing, which I think a lot of people would assume had already been in place. But it seems like a common sense approach. Like I, there's a lot of games that would be played politically but does it not make sense and make the system more efficient by having that? You know, th this is the place that the conversation has now gone. We, we're now entering into a clear differentiation between politics and pragmatism. You know, what do Canadians want? What do providers across the country want? We want action and we don't want action to be held up by discussions that don't necessarily hold them back. You know, we can move forward with a lot of these solutions. You know, once again, we had a lot of common priorities and common uh commonality come out of these discussions. You know, we, we need to lean in and just start acting. Yeah. Is that, so what would you say if you were in the room of the premiers and the health minister and the prime minister, what would you be saying to them? You know, our message continues to be the same. You know, the, the crisis is at a level that if we don't do something, it will continue to deteriorate. The level of care and the negative experiences people are having when they show up for care or don't receive care are continuing to get worse. Mm -hmm. You know, we need to focus on things that are going to make immediate impact, improving working environments, pan-Canadian licensure, improving access to primary care and stabilizing the system. We know what needs to be done. It's not a question of what solutions needs to be picked. It's whether or not we have the will and we're going to see action to actually move them forward. No question. Talk is cheap. Let's get the talk into walk. Uh, I appreciate your time. I know how tired you guys are. And uh, I guess when, you, you know, not just your medical duties, but president of the Canadian Medical Association, you get busy with media calls. So thanks so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. That's uh, Dr. Alika Lafontaine uh, with the Canadian Medical Association. So we'll keep an eye on that. I don't know where the talks will go. I don't know if they'll get back to the table. The bottom line is our medical system doesn't have time for politics. It just doesn't.